Welcome to the Move Your Life Podcast. This is the show where we talk to successful and interesting people around Mount Pleasant on how to move your life in the direction you want it to go. Today's podcast, uh, we have a special guest today. Um, our guest today is Miles Johnson. He is the president of Central Premier uh, Productions, a media company here on campus, and is a very busy man, does a lot of things with film, and we're going to talk to him today about just his general success and how you can manage your schedules. Welcome to the podcast, Miles Johnson. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for letting me be here. Hey. Hi, how are you doing? All right, so... What I'm really interested in... Are, are you not going to introduce Theron? No, oh. I'm a co-host. Oh, Theron, I'm new to this. Oh, okay. yeah. Theron's a co-host. He's, cool. he's on here. He's been introduced, <laughs> like, the first episode. You lose that special uh, thing. You're here, and then it's like, I don't yeah. care anymore. I should yeah. catch up on the show. <laughs> I should have explained that, maybe. Just relaxed. No, okay, so my, we start this out with kind of, like, an opening question. Or what I want to know from you is... Really, how did you get involved in Central Premier Production, or like now that you're leading it? I imagine you didn't walk in. They're like, this guy's got a lot of charisma. You're leading us now. No, I've, I've been a part of Central Premier since, well, it's been five years. It wasn't even Central Premier. It was like First Post, right? Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. called First Post, but then I, I guess we had to change the name because nobody looked to see if anybody else had the name First Post. Oh. Somebody had it copyrighted or something. Oh, okay. Oh, so we went through a name change. I think it's for the better. Um, I mean, now it's now we shorten it to CPP, and that's CPP. I don't know. We we some of us <laughs> call it CP squared, uh, but I just call it Central Premier. So okay, you were you've been Central Premier Productions for five years. Um, you just got into it because of, you want to. Like, were you involved in film already heavily, or were you like just dabbling in it? I, I came to Central knowing they wanted to do like a television um, production degree. I've, I've never been interested in like. TV news or anything, um, and it turns out that's mostly what this department actually oh, okay. pushes people towards. But I, but when I got here, I about halfway through my first year, I realized there's like a filmmaking group, um, and it was in its I think earlier days at the time, um, and so I got involved with that as soon as my schedule opened up enough. Um, but the first two years, I wasn't really involved in anything good that came out of the group. There was okay. a lot of projects, and I think their quality was absolutely shoddy. Yeah. Um, and I I was only taking on, like, the most minor of crew roles, or I was being actors in them. I, I have currently have none of those projects, and I don't have... Um, I, I don't ever want to see them again <laughs> because I know how awful they must be. But you know, I've it's been good. there as yeah, like yeah, an yeah, actor, yeah. and yeah. Yep. So, so Central Premier is still pretty much in its infancy in a lot of ways. Like, where do you think it stands now? Like, do you think there's a lot of room for growth, or do you think it's kind of like good how it is? What What are your thoughts on that? The The group is constantly changing, um, and I think it's changing for the better. There's still certainly work that needs to be done. Um, it, I took over as president this past year, and this is my first year as a graduate student here. Um, and so I've, I've got the benefit of having taken most of the production classes. I can check out equipment, and so I can produce for people. But um, currently in the group, there's not all that many projects that are being produced. And it, this is something that really comes in waves with students. Sometimes we get tons of people who are interested in writing, but then they don't actually want to handle the production aspects. And sometimes we get tons of people who are interested in the production production aspects, but then they don't have any scripts to actually put together. Uh, currently, I think we're in the writer-heavy phase and the production less to an extent, um, 
but I, I imagine that's going to be changing as more people learn to, you know, actually produce content, to direct, to edit. Um, we, you know, we try to do like workshops to have people learn the positions. Not they aren't they aren't always successful. Sometimes we get nobody. Um, I, was, I, I, I was one yeah. too where I was the yeah. audience. Yes, Chris yes. was there. Like, thank you, Ryan, for yeah. showing up. Some, sometimes it's disheartening um, just how few people actually show up to the events. But uh, whenever that happens, I just try to think of ways that oh, maybe we're going about it wrong. Maybe we can modify the group uh, to organize these events better to actually make people want to come. Or we could just make stuff mandatory, but we haven't done that yet. Well, I think is, I mean, just the whole idea of workshops, independent projects, is that's what really fascinates me about Central Premiere is you guys, uh, you have this really uh, independent attitude of people can go out, they can create their own ideas, projects, uh, things, and then present it to the group and recruit people. I need actors. I need um, tech for this. Uh, script can be presented. And you'll have multiple teams going around at doing different things at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we, you, for a lot of events, we kind of like break up into three different groups um, to just so that we can get a lot more content done. We've got, I'm sure, probably like 40 to 50 people. If everybody was to actually show up to the meeting, we've probably got 40 to 50 like regular members who help on these projects. Okay. Uh, we, we had about a dozen people on each of the teams for the uh, NBS 48, which we shot last weekend. And so that's 36 or so people that were participating just from our group. And there was a lot of people who couldn't just because they had work or something else going on that weekend. Um, but, yeah, we've got a number. I already forgot your question. <laughs> groups. It was, uh, well, no, it wasn't really so much a question, but uh, a commentary on how I think that is, that's what fascinates me about um, Central Premier Productions is how there are these different uh, independent groups that are kind of nurtured and guided. And... Um, Rather than being really told, uh, okay, uh, you, you're going to do this, you're yeah. going to sit in the corner, you're not really going to learn anything that the, way. Th that's why I encourage people to do, because I really got my start with the group during my junior year when instead of jumping on other people's projects, I'm like, screw it, I'm going to do something myself. So me and just one other member of the group, and it was of, of all the members of, it, it, was it first, po it was, no, I think that was our first year of Central okay. Premiere. There was really only two actual members of the group, is me and Pat Hoban, and we actually put together a six-episode sitcom using actors that just came from our improv group, including you. Yeah. You you probably remember that. That's probably one of those videos that you don't like to remember. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, very... I remember the musical episode. <laughs> oh. Uh, but it, it was a good experience. That's what taught me how to be more independent and to lead projects instead of jumping on with other people, because instead of having people tell me what to do, I was one of those telling people what to do. Which... Oh, uh, oh, or, oh, I was gonna say, I see. I I think Central Premiere is pretty different from a lot of things. Like, I try to get involved. I know that everybody else kind of has their deadlines. See, if, so if you work for New Central, you kind of go off of what they're doing, and it's pretty much every single day. And then MHTV or Central View, they put on things where you know you're pretty much mandatory. You make something every few weeks. Mm -hmm. Where you guys have more, I guess you guys have more flexibility. You guys can take time to write something and actually do it in a different way. That, uh, do you think that helps? I, I think that what you're saying is both true but also inaccurate in a little bit. And this has been my biggest struggle as president of the group this year. And the one matter that I really haven't had any say-so is that, okay, like the other shows for MHTV, they're still turning in stuff. It's on a two-week basis. Well, they're trying to put Central Premiere on the same schedule with them. So for four to five times per semester, we're supposed to produce on a two-week basis 30 minutes of content. 
and that's been a struggle. Um, fortunately, last semester I, I was working on doing this sketch show um, episode idea, and so I, I had some material in the bank to release this semester, but I still didn't get as much time to edit it as I wanted to, simply because I had to release it on this two-week basis. We've, we put out two episodes. Um, the last one was a little bit rushed, I'll admit, uh, simply because we have to get out at a certain point. Um, ideally, and I, I've brought this up before, and I'm hoping we can kind of make it stick in the future years. Um, I want to get it so that we don't have to turn in on a deadline to MHTV and that we could spend the semester doing a single short film and make it super high quality instead of being stretched to make God, two, two and a half hours of content each semester. It's going to be middling if we continue producing at this rate. Then again, a lot of the other members of the group aren't producing stuff, so maybe this will help encourage them to get in the game and start making stuff themselves. But at the moment, the majority of the content has come out of m me personally, at least as a director. So I've got ideas on how th it could go forward in the future if we were to stick to the MHTV schedule. Um, but at the moment, they're not being implemented simply because I don't quite understand how to work with it yet. Okay. Well, okay, that is an interesting point of uh, said that do you find yourself, I guess, having to do with that be a leader to encourage, I guess, other people? Have you done that? And I guess, how do you, how do you tackle that? Uh, like sparking that um, of kind of faith in somebody that's like kind of simmering a bit? That makes sense? Like they're not I really sure, like, I know. can't really do this? I, I've been trying every way that I can. And I, I like to pull people into my own shoots. And I, I try... I, I'm always very careful about who I let run, like the camera. Just yeah, just, because I mean, you want to let them yeah. learn, but at the same yeah. time, like mm, there's that's still the most important aspect here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I always offer if anybody ever wants to do a Canon 60D workshop, they can just come to me and I'll, I'll schedule a time with them anytime. I'll run through all of the basics of operation. If I if I think somebody's proficient enough with the camera, then I'll like, let them take on a bigger role in my personal productions. I I'm, I'm constantly telling the group that it's the best to just find somebody who you can kind of partner with and just brainstorm with them because it's a lot easier to produce your own content when you've got a partner to work with so that it's not all on you, you can share the load and then you'll be a lot less stressed when it comes time to actually produce the stuff because you've got half of the uh, half of the stress on somebody else as well. Um, uh, but at the moment, th there's good partnerships in our group um, and especially when we break into different teams there's certainly like kind of like clicks to some of the teams, like people work with each other uh, quite constantly. I think it's and, natural and human behavior, yeah. yeah. Then again, like at times I'm like, maybe we should work with other people, but then I'm like, ah, maybe if I'm writing a project, I do want to pull Ryan Holman as my co-writer because I know how to work with him. So there's certainly really good benefits. Um, I just wish that uh, people will start producing content other than the 48s. We're really good at producing 48s, but I feel like people should uh, start producing on more than just a, you know, two days out of every semester right. type of deal. It's something that we should be spreading out over the semester instead of concentrating it to a single particular week. Now, would you like it to like stick with pretty much primarily short films, or like what kind of aspects of, I guess, content would you like Central Premiere to kind of either move forward to or just continue to make? It, it would be hypocritical of me to say stick to short films just because I got my start doing a 30-minute TV show, which I think was the best experience I ever 
got, especially all coming at once. Um, and so I like the idea that we can be a very freeform group. This does present a problem as we're producing for MHTV because we have to stick it into essentially half-hour blocks. Um, then again, this will prevent us from doing features that are too long. The group has attempted like a feature-length film in the past. Hasn't turned out so well. So I, I'm glad that the group can stick to shorter things, and I, I've been encouraging 30 minutes or less. Um, if we need to fill with other content, we can do that. Um, so I think short films are perfect. I, um, TV shows are fine if you want to do a 15-minute TV show and we can release two episodes at the same time. Um, I also don't think that all of our content necessarily should go on MHTV. We can just put it on Vimeo, on our Vimeo page. I, I think a web presence is perfect for a group like this uh, because we should just be concentrating on short-form filmmaking and various forms. Um, not necessarily just short movies, but TV shows, whatever people want to do. Um, I think that's the benefit of this group over the other co-curriculars on campus because we can, we, we've got pretty much the ability to do whatever we want um, in terms of length. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you something. As I've actually people have asked me this, but I think it's kind of, I think it's pretty remarkable in a way. Now, I've been, I work with you on a few different things, and you are definitely one of the most organized and dedicated people I've met in a lot of ways because with the 40 gates you initiate everything obviously you're, you're you're captain of the team but you select people that you know are writing you have a, a concentrated group you all brainstorm but then you take most of your time to write out the entire script and to make the shot list and I think the one I worked with you on you didn't get really any sleep before we started filming then we film all day and then you spend a lot of time organizing in post so pretty much you almost all 48 hours you probably get no sleep but then you, if you add that to you obviously going to school and having a job, how exactly do you manage that kind of dedication and time? How uh, do you do that? Oh, I, I'm, I'm stressed as all hell right now. <laughs> no. well, I, I've decided I don't want to run Central Premiere next year. I'll still be involved with the group, but aside from my job and school and everything, I've also got to take on my plan B, which that's going to be my priority. That's going to be my chance to make something that's like 30 minutes long and of really good quality. And you know, there's other members of the group who I think can take the reins for Central Premiere, and I'm pretty confident leaving it with them. Depends on who gets elected to eboard. Uh, you never quite know. But um, there's certainly a lot of great members of the group in terms of production experience and a lot of up-and-coming people um, who are definitely getting good with certain crew roles. Um, and hopefully they just continue to hone those skills as they go forward. Um, so I don't see why this group won't be producing really good content year after year, especially because I th I've been seeing us grow over the last five years. Um, but personally, the stress of it is kind of uh, pushing me over the edge at this point. Uh, about the 48, um, the, I guess I got more sleep this time around. But I also I didn't make a shot list. Um, I, 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 I kind of know what shots I want to get ahead of time. Okay. So I, I did it in my head this time. I think the quality of mine suffered because of it, I, I was I'm fairly happy with the one that I produced. I did I I, I want to say I did like I did like your film and it did have a lot of I think variation in between different shots. I did like it. Uh, one thing I'll say like I, I like the stuff that I produced. The cinematography for mine was far worse than the one for the other two central premiere groups. I feel I I was really impressed with what they pulled out and and when I look at that I'm like I don't have as good of camera experience as other people. So that's something I need to continue to learn about. But that also makes me kind of feel bad about trying to teach people that 
particular but position. But I think like that's the entire point of almost knowing you can't do everything. Yeah. And uh, I heard one uh, this very powerful saying. Uh, it was during some kind of business seminar. It's like the most powerful thing I've heard was know what you don't know because. You're never going to be in a perfect situation where, like, okay, I have this big budget. I have all these great people. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I have access to this. I can do this. Tackle this. Do this. Everything's amazing and great. That will never happen. There's always going to be something that's going to just put you under all this pressure, and you're just not going to be able to deal with it. And if you know that you can't deal with this particular issue, then you could start to strategize, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I can't. Uh, but maybe maybe Steve can. I could go to like Steve, or maybe I can like I could talk to Bob, and he'll know a guy and things like that. Yeah. Um, or uh, learning that like okay, I don't know this. I need to research this. Uh, educate yourself more. I feel like there is a lot of value in uh, knowing that. So I feel like what we actually I haven't seen the other ones. So yeah. I want I want to be all like nice and be like oh, ours could be great. But I could watch the others and be like no, this was terrible. These <laughs> yeah. are amazing. I haven't even seen every submission yet, but no. Yeah, no, I've worked with the, uh, I mean, the other director for those films for this guy, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Well, Chris Digo was the, uh, was one of these directors, right? Yeah, Chris Diga. No, no, don't, don't mis- Have you been mispronouncing? I have. Name? I thought his name was Chris Digo. He's really nice for never correcting you. <laughs> Maybe I've been pronouncing. It wrong. I, I used to be tennis partners with him back in high school, oh, so okay. it's, it's a lot longer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, what, yeah. What, a, what a connection. Yeah. Uh, no, he he he's a fantastic uh, cinematographer, especially, and uh, he he's as is, is organized as I am. He's way more. I I, I co-wrote the script for his okay. along, along with the one that we worked on, um, and so yeah, when, when I went to their kind of production meeting things, they were on top of it. Um, they 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 had every crew figured out what they were gonna do. They were working as hard as they could late into the night well after I wanted to go to sleep. Um, Did you say there is kind of that value in um, pre-planning? Yeah. Knowing that, uh, locking locking things down before you need to get it, like, right there. The, the, this, is one of the, oh, this is one of the things I'm looking forward to in the future for 48s. Not being completely tied to Central Premiere, I'll be able to pick and choose the members for my own team. I, I was actually really happy with the entire... I, di- I didn't know everybody who was on my crew... Uh, before we start shooting for this one, I was really happy when I realized that I got along with everybody. But um, I, I do like that I could have the ability to choose somebody who I know is really good at, at editing and make them my editor, so I don't have to do that. Um, and, and being, well, when we were choosing for a central premiere, we kind of drafted different people because there were people that none of us had ever worked with before, so we're like, okay, I'll, I'll work with that person. I, I at least know who that person is. Right. I, I can put a face to the name. Um, and so, uh, in the future, I know I'll be able to kind of bypass that and just pick and choose. That, that's what Chris Dyke did with his team. He, he assembled it beforehand of people that he'd worked with before, which is a smart way to go because then you, you know who you gel with and who, who can achieve your vision for you. Uh, and so, I, I think that's a really good thing to do. I think well, the benefit for Central Premiere is that for new members, it gives you a chance to jump in with people who have been doing this for a few years, so it's a great learning experience for them. Because there's a lot of smaller crew roles that, like, it's pretty, it only takes five minutes to learn how to run the slate. And uh, a script supervisor uh, can be done without having any actual camera experience, so long as you're good at taking notes. So there's a lot of crew roles for new people, and 
the 48, it's like a really comprehensive way to get every position kind of put on you or near you at the same time. You can see the entire production of something in a very short period of time, which is super helpful for people who have never worked on a production right. before. And you can definitely learn a lot, like I've noticed I'm working with you, that you can really learn a lot about a lot of production things by mm -hmm. simply doing one thing. Yeah. Like, I remember I was sitting with you that the front, the first 848, I was watching you edit, just like learning how the, how the editing works. Yeah. And then through that, I learned how composition works, how you can, I guess, progress through a scene with different camera shots. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, you just get one, and maybe, you, I, I just assumed that you were taking three or four shots, and maybe one will look good. But instead, obviously, you're using different ones, mm -hmm. but you use maybe four different ones, even if you only use three different shots, because there's more of a progression that way. And I, th I feel like I've learned a lot just from even, you know, just from running audio for yeah. three hours. There's so much you can do oh, yeah. in Central Premiere. Well, even just uh, just being a writer for several of these 48s, just being able to just do that one thing, but then see everything else going on around it, uh -huh. being like, oh, so they're doing that, so that means that. Or, um, or actually, one was uh, writing, um, we did a film a while back, uh, this is a drama called Blood Now, Blood Later, oh, yeah. which was, that was weird. <laughs> I'll describe that. But, um, okay, that was a film I actually did with uh, Chris Daiga? Is that yeah, how it's, it it's is, actually pronounced? Daiga. 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 Uh, he's going to murder me if he hears this. <laughs> but I did uh, that with him. It was actually just seeing, um, I stuck around for a bit and was just seeing how they're actually composing the actual mm -hmm. shots of it like in the writing room just there and just could see that process and then to the next day when we were actually doing a little bit of filming and uh, some production work there how I could see it directly translate over um, so I mean if you're in if you're listening to this you're interested at all in learning uh, 48 hour grit 48 hour film festivals I should say mm -hmm. A great way to learn that. In case uh, I keep throwing on 48s, I was texting a friend that. Yeah, I was doing the 48. And she's like, what's <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would, I would run out of two before as well. No one knows whatever you're talking about. Yeah, because... You just start throwing out acronyms. No one's like, I don't know what you're talking about at all. Okay. Um, so with this entire idea of we're talking about uh, Central Premiere Productions, just film uh, kind of... A lot of that is doing your own thing. Um... Let's say if somebody, I don't know, they want to, they have an idea for a project of some kind. It's not necessarily attached to, um, I don't know, any organization or anything. They say they do have that idea for that short film or that TV series. How do you even really start to piece together something as big as a production? Like, how do you take something just from this, oh, that'd be cool, when you're talking to friends to actually sitting behind the camera and eventually uploading it to like Vimeo or something. Okay, well I've gotten just this semester alone probably like five different scripts from members of Central Premiere of things that they would like to produce and um, I like to read through them and uh, I'll give them as best of notes as I can, as honestly as I can um, about ways that they can improve it, but I especially like to focus on the practicality of like the, like can we actually shoot this in or around Mount Pleasant, Michigan with the equipment that we've got because sometimes people have like car crash scenes that are really detailed and I'm yeah. like are you willing to crash a car for this because <laughs> uh, we've got budget limitations we've yeah. got access to equipment here um, but there are certain things we can and cannot yeah. do yeah locations are a little bit limited in Mount Pleasant um, I, I do like to encourage people maybe you can go to Grand Rapids or just go on an hour hour and a half trip somewhere around Mount Pleasant find locations we've never shot at before um, 
because there is there, sometimes when you're watching just a project for us, especially a short film, and it's a location that you go to every day, it takes away from the like believability of it when you're like, that's like, that's oh, not I a get government building. There. <laughs> that's the classroom I work at. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll advise people on how we can practically go about doing this. Uh, a lot of the time, scripts come from people who haven't got the access to the school's equipment yet. You have to take a certain class before you can actually check stuff out. Oh, I know that. It's VCA 440, and that's like the intro to camera and editing stuff um, for like non-live productions. Um, and as soon as you get that, you can begin reserving stuff from the uh, VCA video checkout here. Um, but if you if you don't have access to that, then you don't really have a way to get the equipment to make your project. So in that case, I, I, it, what somebody has to do is find somebody else in the group who's willing to produce for them, who can check out the equipment for them. That's a good way to start a collaboration. But it, it can be hard to find somebody else who's super interested in the project that you want to do. So a lot of the time these scripts just... They're on the back burner until somebody's either taken the class and wants to do it themselves, or until uh, they jump onto a group project and kind of mold that into the idea that's going on. Um, of, of the scripts that were that I, I read through, one of them is going into production. Um, it's it's going to be called Andy's Revenge. At least that's the working title right now, um, and it's written by Andy Holodnik, uh, who who's a graduate student here. And, and the reason why this really is going into production is because Andy completely took over as a producer himself um, so he's he's the one that's getting in contact with people choosing the actors, choosing the locations and he's asked me to direct it and since I, I owe him a few favors at this point I'm like okay I'll, I'll do it if, if you do most of the production work um, so he's he's the one that's getting everything together and then I'm gonna launch into it sometime in the next few weeks um, for a lot of people who just have scripts, uh, I, I wish I could help produce for everybody at the moment. But right. Right, right now I've got other projects on my agenda right now um, that come first and foremost. So if people talk to me about doing a project somewhere down the line, I'll be happy to help them myself. But um, it, it's possible even this coming summer I'll be working on some of the scripts that people have submitted to me uh, while I'm in Mount Pleasant. But um, if if I can't produce, there's other people in the group who can, and it really just comes down to having them help you out. And as soon as as soon as you've got your team together, actually shooting it, that's where the fun comes in. That's where uh, things get a lot things get both easier and harder when you actually reach that step because everything starts to generally mold together, and you actually get your content after a day of shooting, and you can begin editing. And at that point, you generally follow through with the entire project. So. The real, if you actually want to complete one of these things, the real hard part is getting it started. But as soon as that happens, we generally follow through with our projects and get them through post-production. What would you say, um, I don't even know if you'll be able to answer this. Uh, let's say, <laughs> okay, it's it's the summer, somebody's like going uh, home or, um, I don't know, they have an internship in Montana. <laughs> uh, you're just going, uh, you don't have access to necessarily like... Um, Okay, like you were saying here, universities check out equipment there. But um, what would you say for uh, like somebody's just in at their hometown and um, like where would you even begin to look? Do you think like in terms of resources uh, for maybe because instead of purchasing equipment outright, um, like is there any like online meetups for like hey let's collaborate? Blah, blah, blah. I've I've seen. 
on Craigslist. Oh, okay. Like, I'm making a movie. Come to my house on this day. Never oh, gone to one gosh. of those. Not going to advise okay. that people do it. Okay. See, I don't know, because there's, like, for different, uh, like, for, for comedy, there's, like, MCN, uh, which is... Facebook oh, group yeah, yeah. for comedians that's like has two thousand people in it. For people who aren't doing comedy, oh yeah, I've never heard of that. But people who are doing comedy, it's like yeah, it's great resource. It's I, like I don't know if you have an MCN for film students. I, I don't. I don't have any great resources of that style. For okay. People. I, I wish I, I would use it myself if, if I did, because I'd, I'd love to get a hold of a different type of camera by this point. I feel I've learned how to use the Canon 60D, the main thing they've got. And the uh, equipment checkout right now, I'd love to get my hands on something more expensive, higher quality that I can Right, run but um, money's yeah. always there. Well, there are places where you can rent equipment. Yeah. Um, I, be- I, can't th- I can't remember the actual place. I know it's Mac TV Similar, around here, right? Well, there's that. I don't know. I don't I have no, actually, I have no idea what they have in stock. Oh, I okay. actually missed. Mm. I had an opportunity to um, get, I guess, like a lesson by them or whatever to help work on a production, but I didn't get to make the meeting because I had banned. But um, there are places around here where you can check out equipment. I'm trying to remember the website. I can't think of it offhand. I'm going to send it to you guys later. But you can rent pretty nice stuff for somewhat cheap. Mm. Now, like how you organize stuff, you always have like a, some kind of shot list, or usually, I'm, I'm assuming, for your higher production. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can get something done in necessarily three days, but there's this place out in Livonia, and considering you can get a $1,000 lens for 40 bucks. For three days, I, I I'm assuming you can probably get something higher, like a, you know mm-hmm. a five D Mark III, which will give you a nice full sensor. A lot of filming and done in three days. A lot days. of nice stuff. I mean, I, I know you probably want to go with like red cameras, <laughs> something super nice. I don't know their full extent, but yeah. there are definitely areas if you like research around here where you can get a lot of a camera equipment just rental. Yeah, the, in Grand Rapids, there's a, a place that I, I I looked up and you can get a red camera there for like eight hundred a day. 1500 for like three days or something like that. That is absurd. Well, Maybe yeah, if I do a Kickstarter for a really short film and make a lot okay. of money in What there, about, um, there was, there's, actually was seeing something actually at a central premiere meeting that was talking about like low budget solutions. Like mm-hmm. one idea was to actually literally film movies on your phone and it's like just using different, actually you don't even know if that's really a low budget solution because then that's implying that you'd have like a smartphone yeah. or something. But, if you already do have a smartphone or like iPhone or something and don't have like a camera, is that actually even like viable? Uh, like, have you heard anything or looked into that, or is that just. I'm gonna say that if you're making a movie on an iPhone, I think a lot of people are probably attempting that. Maybe somebody's stuff will get noticed someday. But I'm not going to have success doing it. Okay. I must say, I tried making videos with my iPhone. I did it for a period of time, and it is the—it's very difficult. Okay. And it never looks good. Yeah. I mean, there are people that have gotten famous and make six figures off of iPhone photography, but as far as as far as a feature film, I don't know. I don't think I think that seems very hard. So, yeah. is someone if they don't have access? Uh, to like money or if they are in that like Montana internship like are they just out of luck or do you think there's well there's places on Craigslist okay (laughs) (laughs) Craigslist it is Uh, I don't know I'd feel uh, like my idea is whenever um I encounter that wall of, uh, this sounds, this sounds lovely, uh, but we can't get an alien ship or a car to explode, <laughs> so this script is going out the window. It's, uh, really to make it, like, lower budget, bring it down, like, there's things I can't do in film, 
uh, either because of CGI or just because I don't have the cameras um, or I don't know how to use the cameras because I don't actually yeah. have a film background. Uh, I mean, there's like bring, taking a script. Maybe you can't do it for film, but you could do it for stage. You don't really need those fancy cameras now. You could put it on a, um, you just need a platform to have people stand on and hopefully some costumes. It's, I feel like there is this method of like, if you have like that idea up in your head that you can create it, um, but I feel like there are a lot of people that have a lot of ideas that don't even do the minimum steps, and they can. Um, I think that if you've got an idea, like find a way to build off of it and make yeah. it work for what you've got. Um, I, I rem- when I, I did a music video for that class that you have to take to um, to be able to check out equipment. 440? For a BCA yeah. 440, yeah. And I, I, I had access to my friend, he, he's very wealthy friend. He uh, he practically lives in a mansion, and I'm like, well, I, I also have access to a costume shop because my parents own a costume right. shop. So I'm like, I'm gonna make a clue themed music video. So I got a ton of, probably like over a thousand dollars worth of costumes for free from this source that I had, and I, I got into this location that I otherwise never would have been able to, and I made something that I liked quite a bit, but it's still heavily flawed because of my camera experience was even worse than it was right now. Um, but I, I, I kind of worked within my means, but I still went as ambitious as I could um, with what I've got. And it, I, I still look finally back on that product because I think it turned out really well for my experience level and my level of resources. Um, and so at the very least, if you got an idea that there's no way that you're ever going to be able to make, I think you should at least write it so you've got that script so you can improve your writing experience. Right. Um, and Maybe maybe you'll find a compromise that you can make that will allow you to be able to put into production in some way, even if it's toning down some of the details a little bit, scaling back the locations. Uh, I, I say always go for as much as you can, and because honestly, when it comes to movies, a movie can be terrible in many aspects, but if it's got ambition, I'm going to enjoy it more. Like like the movie Tank Girl, it's terrible, but it's ambitious, and so I like it, even with. Ice tea and the kangaroo costume and all the other crazy stuff going on. I feel like then you could also have like the reverse where it has like I've seen like those big action movie blockbusters that they just aren't interesting because mm-hmm. none of the characters have no- anything at stake. It's like it's not ambitious, it's not taking risks. It's I don't these no one relates to any of these people. They're like they're they're very they're very paper thin characters. Yeah. And you we all like I'm thinking like the later Transformer movies or like the mm-hmm. uh you know those ones where it's like, all right, yeah. this is very much the producers are like, bring up another one. I admire films that take risks. I yeah. think students should start doing that immediately because they won't know what their limits are until they've pushed them. Oh absolutely. I feel like it's a really good idea too, because there's a lot of us that are extremely creative and have a whole bunch of ideas and know how to write very well. And there's some of us like me that are not. I, <laughs> I swear I love cameras and I, lo- I would love to work with stuff like that. But I just, I, I, I struggle with thinking of like creative things to do. Creating like writing. I have no idea how to write. I have no idea how the whole process works. And I admire you guys for being able to do that. So I feel like eventually you'll get opportunities. Like I never thought I even had the opportunity to even work on a film. But I feel like if people you know, they have an idea and they're able to elaborate on it or write it, eventually they might be able to get the opportunity to make mm-hmm. it. If they come here and meet, talk to the right people, they eventually could get there. Absolutely. 
Um, we are kind of running out of time here. So um, one thing we like to close with is just having some kind of challenge to our listeners of some kind, usually relating to the talk. This one we talked about uh, a lot about creativity, really pursuing an idea. Um, so if you're going to encourage people to do something to better their lives, I guess this week, what would it be? Well, I'm going to guess that most people listening don't have a good camera to use, so I'm going to encourage somebody to write a short script and film it with your iPhone. And maybe, maybe you'll be one of the people to get noticed, but at the very least, it might show you that you like making a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you hear it. You want uh, so this week, if you can... Write a short script, film it, and see what happens. I'd like to thank Miles Johnson for being our guest today. I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for listening. Uh, and get out there, film something, create something, move your life. <laughs>